All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host of Just a Live TV or giving you something to talk about. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, as well as creator and founder of not only Just a Live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. So today we're going to be talking about dissociation as a unique gift. Dissociation, um, some people may call it, you know, there's, there's various aspects of dissociation, but we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, our sponsor today is a Phoenix identity. They're offering you to join their empowered warrior women's challenge. It's a free five day challenge where you will learn the five ways that you're giving away your power and how you can start taking that power back now and feeling control of your life. So go and check that out, link in the description. You can upgrade that as well for $25 and get in for the Empowered Warrior Women's Rituals. So that's also in there as well. So go and check that out. Today, again, we're gonna be talking about dissociation as a unique gift and who better to talk about that than, an, than a dissociation expert and that would be my guest speaker today. So Giuseppe, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, so my name is Joseph Adavella. Uh, it's, it's basically Joseph. So and for the past years, actually for 10 years, I've always been fascinated since I was a kid uh, to kind of uh, psychologize myself. To, I've always been very introspective. Um, and, and basically, I didn't realize that that I had a gift for bringing to word and to structure what is actually our very complex, in a way, complex emotional issues. So that's kind of I've built on that kind of talent in a way, in that gift. Um, I was able to know now it's, it's basically kind of my areas, you know, is like the kind of the main thing in, in that I help people with. So uh, basically, I, I usually kind of resonate a lot with uh, individuals that are very kind of brave and deep and very sensitive. And we have amazing collaborations together. And the results are very visible also in, in the very first session because um, and actually it could be the topic of day two. Uh, we go straight to the point of the core of the problem without again all the all the circumnavigation that uh, usually um, talk therapies kind of um, uh, goes around and kind of it's either very logical or, or uh, symptom based. Now I realize that it's kind of nice, uh, but why do it in months and years when you can do it much quicker? So I was like, okay, let's let's create a solution that can actually go to the point, and that's that's kind of what kind of. Uh, what my focus is. I love that. You and I are very similar in that. I love emotional health and well-being. And my own clients have told me that they've been in counseling for years and they work with me. And six months later, they don't need me anymore. They're, you get to the root of it, not just the symptoms, but the actual root of what mm -hmm. emotional and mental you know, limiting beliefs, what trauma are they still holding on to? How does that all connect? And then we get to the root of that and we change it. We change the perception of it and the perspective of it so that it shifts into, you know, this happened for me rather than this happened to me. And then they're not living in a, you know, a victim mentality or, or anything along those lines. So I love what you do. I was reading your bio and it was just fantastic. If anybody wants to read, um, Joseph, I'm going to call you that. <laughs> I'm gonna, if anybody wants to read your bio, it's actually in the description of this video. And what you do is amazing work. And I'm, I'm really glad to have you on the show today. Thank you, Minister. Yes, I definitely agree on the part of the identification. That is, uh, I think the, what I've realized is, okay, so basically the whole point, uh, we could, uh, the whole point is that there is some kind of mental matrix or ego structure 
that is kind of stuck there. And kind of we hang on to it because we believe there's some kind of what I call the breadcrumb of the positive reward at the end. So for example, some, something as simple as, okay, how do I it's called get rid of sadness or negative emotions or pity or victim? Okay, it's don't get rid of it. How, what is the perceived delusional but perceived positive benefit that your opioid is going to give you? Like, um, and I kind of notice sometimes like this kind of, it's, like, it's basically like the kind of the, the literally it's, it feels like a, a matrix of like a mental ego or the, it's like, if we are unconscious, it's like this, this kind of weird equation in which we think that the more I'm unconscious of myself or like, I, just, I'm like, I don't know, uh, fidgeting, like moving around and the more it's like something directly going to be changed. So it's like, we have this kind of delusion, which if I keep myself unconscious by distracting myself or numbing myself indirectly, something's going to change. So it's, it feels so weird, but it's like when we actually go and pinpoint that, it's like, oh, there you go. Or uh, we kind of also um, are in touch with the, basically it's like always some kind of mind ego structure there that keeps us basically, it feels like a heavy word, but slave to, to basically these mechanisms. Um, and then it all, of course, feels real because the body never responds. Actually, I was, I was watching a documentary about fascia. Um, basically, that is like, um, I mean, I'm not, not, this is not my area, but but basically, um, I'm curious to explore how the, our emotional being expresses itself in all kind all levels. And literally, of course, then they come to conclusion that the fascia, that's all where trauma is stored, all that stuff, um, has to do with stress. And basically, when we are already, have, but basically, without going, because that, that's not my area, um, so I wouldn't even be super confident talking about that. But um, the whole point is, it is, it is much more in our, in our power than we like to think. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we have. So we we decided to do this episode on dissociation. Now, I've I've met and I and I know uh, a handful of people who do have you know dissociative identity dissociative identity identity disorder. Um, say that three times quickly. <laughs> With that, I always wondered. Uh, a few years ago, when I first started my coaching practice, I was thinking about dissociative disorder or you know, identity disorder. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it in a spiritual aspect. And I like to think outside the box. And if you take, and you have one body, right? Because dissociative identity disorder, it used to be multiple personality disorder where you have multiple identities living in one body. And so if you look at that from outside the box, for me, what that looks like is most of the time when you have this dissociative identity disorder, there's been trauma, right? And every time you experience trauma or relive that trauma, you create or, or have a new identity appear within, within your, your self, right? What I realized, and, and I'm not a medical professional, I'm not, you know, a psychiatrist yeah, I mean, or anything like those, but at the same time, everybody's the mental health that we know today was created by somebody like us was created by somebody who thought outside the box and put that into place right if you think of dissociative identity disorder and at every time i believe in past lives so you don't even have to believe in past lives but i believe in past lives and as we move forward if we're traumatized very young and that seems to be when when did occurs when you're traumatized very young, you don't have the, the conscious awareness, you don't have the physical strength, nor the mental strength to protect yourself. 
So if you took and you took a persona from a past life or you took a, a persona of somebody who is strong, who is confident, somebody who is protective, and you bring that to the forefront and say, this person's here to protect me, right? I believe that dissociative identity disorder is a protection mechanism. I believe we've created it to protect our psyche from something that we don't have the ability, the mental capacity, or the emotional uh, maturity to comprehend and work through, right? So we, we've created or, or brought forward this uh, alternate identity. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have explained it better myself, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. So um, I would I would like just like uh, basically it's uh, denial that is like um, it's it's kind of the ingredients like the ingredients to create such things like denial and protection. So um, I, I think it's like people think okay, there are some people that have that and I don't have that. They, they tend to think in this like dual way but actually i think it's much more progressive that is we all all have the same potential for such things it's just that it happens on a micro scale um whereby you can mentally argue with someone and trying to convince yourself that you have this grandiose personality just because you don't want to be powerless or something like that uh, so it's like the, you see that the city is there it's just not a full-fledged thing that is written in books if that makes sense so but actually we all have, have the same potential really of course it depends on a lot of variables but the human, the human kind of uh, um, vibes, the, the human kind of uh, feelings are all the same, pretty much. It's just uh, the kind of the the the, the path that changes or the preference based on uh, karma, biological, biological. Um, um, so to make it practical, then, um, based, I'll, I'll realize it's it's the this session has a lot to do with uh, double double denial, which which means uh, deny they were denied. So it's like that's when things start to snowball into, I don't know what's happened to me. I'm going crazy. It's like all the kind of weird stuff that happens. Is like what I realize is denial. Okay, that, that's it. It's right there. And then of course denial that we're in denial. Um, so it's basically just some again. It's like uh, going away from reality and just kind of by turning away, don't not look at it, laughing, you know. Uh, um, moving around uh, any kind of numbing of reality from that, that's kind of the gist and then the, all the rest is just um, nice food for the intellect that is written about in books that just helps classify what that is specifically but the gist is it's always some kind of form of denial which is much more subtle and that's that's, that's precisely what I, what I what I've chosen to to basically to help people with is to more work more on this intuitive level like, okay that's it there you go that's it more like on this internal side of movements. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Rather than the intellectual food that makes sense, but what change does, does it do in practice? So that's kind of a unique thing there. Um, so yeah, so I would say that this is the basis that, um, but yeah, but I think anyone is geared to do to do, uh, to do their job really or to uh, be great in their purpose. Some people are specialized in the research part. Some people are more academic. Some people are like, uh, don't think they're explaining but don't know what they're talking about because they don't know felt but what i think is uh, human experience is very varied indeed it is absolutely so you were talking about the numbness absolutely 
we as individuals, as human beings, that's why people turn to abusing drugs, abusing alcohol, abusing sex, abusing, you know, um, not even abusing going forward, but taking and uh, hyper-focusing on something or, Mm -hmm. right, if somebody's emotionally um, charged, right, if you are feeling a, a, especially a negative emotion, if you're feeling a negative emotion, um, and not to say that they're meant to be negative, but they're classified as that, but fear, um, terror, whatever it is that negative emotions, sadness, unhappiness, if you don't know how to process that emotion, what ends up happening is you try to find ways to numb it, or you try to hyper-focus on something else that's going to take that pain or that that emotion mm-hmm. that you're feeling, it's going to take it away. Dissociative identity disorder, or even dissociation as an everyday person, we do do that all the time, right? We, we try to take away that pain. I'm all the time, I tell my clients, feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Let yourself feel it. I don't care how hard it is. I, I, I do. Sorry. I don't care how negative it is. Let yourself feel it for a minute. I'm going to teach you how to move through it, right? And not sit in it. Like, let yourself feel it. Understand that it's, it's pointing to something. You mentioned breadcrumbs earlier. Um, my clients call me a connect the dots. So there's all these dots, right? Something that's happened in your past. What you're, what you're, thought processes, how you believe that your self-worth, your emotional well-being, your emotions are a reflection of your beliefs. That's exact. that's, there is no, there is no other connection to your emotions. They, you do not experience an emotion without it being connected to a belief, right? If you and I are sitting here today and something I say triggered you, right? That's an, that's an emotional reaction you have to something that I've said, whether it's intentional or not, it's, it's an emotional reaction. And so a lot of Mm -hmm. people, especially nowadays, people don't know how to handle those emotional reactions, the emotional, you know, instability and, and there's no coping skills or Mm -hmm. transmutation of taking that emotion and saying, okay, this emotion is showing me that something's not okay. Mm -hmm. Where do I find that? And how do I, how do I work through it? How do I, how do I change the way I look at it? Instead of being, it's not working for me, you know, maybe it's your parents telling you that you can't be a musician, but you desperately want to be a musician. And so you create this whole other persona of, you know, businessmen, and now you're horribly unhappy. So you get drunk every day to just numb the pain of not being Mm -hmm. a a musician. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And then what happens is, Melissa, is that people focus on the, what I've noticed, people focus on the, um, the chain effect of the, what those protections and symptoms do and how it's affecting them. And they have this kind of old story of because affecting this, this, and that, and this, that, which has nothing to do with their problem in principle. But that's kind of the, the normal thing there. It's let go of the symptoms of the details. They're not their problem. It's like, it's like people, that they need to it seems like people need to truly it rock bottom sometimes just just realize okay okay so what i was focusing on is that is just like a, the, the reaction or the chain effect of this of what what is actually internal might be like a millisecond of just kind of denial and just, that's it right there um absolutely so i mean i've had uh, clients really um even i mean after 
decades, you know, 10, 23 years, they've tried everything, meditation, breathing, breathing the body, breathing their head, breathing their mind, breathing, you know, whatever you want to call this, release this or is that, they, they realize it's actually, it's like the, I mean, I don't know what, what, you know, what the beliefs are of the, the, the listeners, um, but I realized it's the mind, fo- the body follows the mind because, um, and there are many, like uh, how, how many times, and this I've learned this like really through like, experiential, like I, I uh, last year I was doing some kind of like, mm, you know, when you, uh, when you remove the hair, it's like they, they have the laser and they, and they kind of shoot that thing in the, and kind of remove the hair from the from the from, from the inside the inside because I then I'm a, like a all area. Um, so um, what I realized is that it was, it was so painful like, oh, shit. that I was like I was expecting the pain and I was feeling it, but the actual pistol doing a thing wasn't didn't actually occur. So I was like, whoa, actually the pain didn't come from the event. It came from all the emotionally charged hologram of the event that actually did not happen yet. So when I applied that, and then of course also, um, with also um, without going details because I don't know what, what is the level of comfortability with the, with the show, but just other experiences in which I experienced basically things that uh, the body would just follow in the mind as long. So I was like, okay, there you go. So clearly. The, it didn't happen on the body, just the mind, something happened inside and then the body just followed us. So I was like, hey, uh, in fact, I, I, I healed myself without really doing anything with the body really. Um, that, that's what worked for me. Um, so yeah, I think it, 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 <clears throat> what I've observed, it, it stems from the, the this subtle structures of denial and protections. And when it can, we start to disassemble, when we see, start to see these illusions for what they are, that's when the old all the body stuff, let's call it, and all the what it's perceived to be a symptom, just got just like, it's just like, kind of, it's like dominant effect, and just, and there are just this, it's disassembled. Um, so, so really, um, it, it's not so much being a genius, really. It's just like knowing, okay, what is the in all this perceived mess of or negative to suffering? Okay, okay, okay. So. Where is the actual thing? Bang, that's it. So that's that's kind of it's not so much knowing a lot, doing a lot. People are like, uh, I remember I have written for years, I was focused on psychoanalyzing. Oh, the problem, do a problem is there a problem? Like, the fuck is just analyzing the shit out of everything, you know. The problem is there a problem. The problem is like, you know, my feeling at emotion must mean something, then this mysterious meaning uh, try actually. So I was like, okay, so so knowing more, doing more. Has nothing to do with actually solving the problem. So actually, what I've realized is the solution is found in how you fix the problem is the problem. What you think about the problem is the problem. How you go about the first reaction to the problem is the problem. So I want to fix it. Okay, so that's the problem. So if you let go of that, what remains? Oh, I feel uncomfortable. That's it. So if you let go of the trying to fix it, what happens? I'm sitting. I I'm I'm left alone with it. Okay, that's it. So when you can remove all this reaction and fixing and doing something, believing something, having to do something, having to think something, that's when you start to peel away all the stuff and the raw raw stuff that was actually put the away now just place. starts to come to, come to yeah. the up. Yes. I don't know how many times uh, my clients, it's they're, they're crazy struggling. And, you know, maybe they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, and they're super struggling. 
And then we get to the bottom of why they're struggling. Cause like you, I'm a, I connect the dots. I'm like, Kate, what's this? Kate, move it past. Let's keep going. Right. And we keep going until we get to that root issue, that root, that root cause. And it's like from the time they were a kid, when they were, you know, in their teens or early adulthood, somebody said something that's still bugging them today. And it's like, okay, let's change that then. Let's, let's not even change what happened. Let's change how it affects you now. And then when you get to that root cause, see, this is why I I'm all for counseling. I'm all for counseling. I I'm not negatively talking about counseling, but I do find, and my clients have actually told me this counseling is like, if you have a head cold, you go to counseling and you take medication for a head cold, you're dealing with just the surface level symptoms, right? Just, just that top level of symptoms. You're just getting rid of the symptoms. You still have the cold and it still has to run its course, but you know, it's surface level. And they've come to me and they said, Melissa, what you do is like, is like an infection. And I said, okay. So basically it's not about what you're feeling now. That's, that's what you're feeling now and the way that you're reacting now and the emotions that you're having now and all of the symptoms that you're having now, those are all an effect of something else, right? So instead of treating how you're feeling now, I'll give you the tools to help kind of calm it, but we're not going to, we're not going to worry about those because as soon as we get to that root cause, that's when everything else shifts everything else shifts. You don't have to worry about the fear. You don't have to worry about the anxiety, the panic, the dissociation. You, right. It's now it's, you're now good. So when you think of that trauma or you think of that situation that you've experienced, you now don't have the emotional reaction to it, right? You can calmly think about it. You don't have the emotional reaction, which means you don't have all the symptoms. Yes. It's, yes it's it's it, it's a simple it's a simple solution and a simple fix but not enough people know how to actually get to that point yes so the, on that note so I, i'm thinking okay uh, uh, okay okay great great so how do we do that i'm thinking already like a eco in the background okay how do we do that so let's i'm curious about uh, giving an example so let's take an example of what i actually use it with one of my students and now they're able to break three after even decades or I mean, I've had a lady, she had like think 10, 10, think 10, 11 years of uh, the uh, heartbreak, pain, sadness, anxiety, all kinds of things. And just two sessions, she was fine. Um, and of course, the body needs time to adjust, but you know, you, once you get, once you touch the pain, done. Um, so uh, what, what's an example? So let's let's create kind of two parallel examples in a way. So let, let's see if the can I kind of create them. So so in one, we're going to give an example of what how it feels like and looks like, and then of like the kind of the superficial, logical, intellectual stuff, solution stuff. Um, if that's a solution, um, instead of like the actual subconscious or uh, spiritual, okay, or energetic or okay. So let's example is okay, Melissa. So what's the problem? Uh, well, because uh, mm, I don't know if, if we want to do a kind of interactive, or I can just kind of talk to myself and just kind of give the vibe. But let, let's just let, let's just I'm going to interact with myself. Just make a simulation of myself. Okay, so uh, 
Maria, so what's the problem? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have uh, uh, anxiety and anxiety stress me a lot. Okay, but you know, you're strong because, example one, you're strong because you, sh you, should, you should get over it. When you're, you're 40, you should, because you're strong. Look at all the things you've achieved in life, right? Yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, uh, because I'm a strong person. Okay, so there is a kind of a emotional peak in the moment, like you feel great kind of, uh, but then still there. Mm -mm, still kind of, the emotional stuff is not, it's not being taken care of. So it's like, you know, you know better, you feel better in the spot, but actually still the same shit every day. <laughs> That's so, uh, yeah, I feel, so it's kind of this interactive, logical, direct, literal, because the ego, the mind is like very literal. So it's like one plus two. No, it's like, it's kind of counter attack or trying, it's kind of logical and doesn't do shit. Uh, whereas um, the actual, what actually works really like, or at least much faster is, Okay, so Maria, so you have this, the, this, uh, okay, okay, there you go right there. So of course, one way to, to facilitate this transformation is to start, of course, we're going technical here, so you can interrupt anytime because I'm not going to speak the whole, the whole level of this, but one way to, to start to, to interact with this kind of this transformation is uh, one, so the, practic the practitioner, just to give an, an, the insights into this, instead of calling anxiety, let's call it, let's start to, so there are trigger words, that just by virtue of, of talking about them, you're, uh, you think you're solving it, but actually you're just strengthening it. So instead of talking anxiety, let, what, what's one way to convey the same message that is this with the emotional stuff cl clean in a way? So one way is to call it sensation or feeling or experience. So these, these are just ways to kind of um, transmute from the, to start transmuting negativity just by virtue of recontextualizing any any trigger word, any trigger experience, and recontextualizing it into something that is much softer in a way. So that, that, that's one way. Um, of course. So that, that, that's just one way. So okay, I might ask you, okay, how, how does it feel like that experience, that, that feeling, this issue? So we start, we start from this negative feeling that is like really affecting you. It's like one level, it's like one level. It's got one every level, every level of negativity is like being, I don't, I don't know if it feels like a, but not by talking about it, but because the, the, the practitioner is kind of already in tune with what you're feeling and knows how to, what's a, what's a way? It's like to smoothen out in a way to kind of, I don't know, it's like, feels like it starts from this, like, oh, this is the negativity I'm feeling. Okay. You know? So it's like started to cut it by not, not by talking about it, but by smoothing out the edges in a way. It's like, yeah. okay, so at first I feel it called anxiety. So one way to smooth it's like, okay, it's a, it's a sensation. It's an experience, it's feeling. So instead of talk, so for example, especially with very negative memories. Um, so, so let's say they, they tell you, okay, I have this very negative experience because this very bad thing happened. I'm like, okay. Um, okay. So now they, they uh, instead of asking, hey, how is the memory where you were where abused? You know what I mean? Like seriously, uh, there are people that, that are experts that still do that stuff. So okay, well, how was the experience where there was that uh, brown table or, or there was that desk in your in your room? That's it. So the subconscious mind knows what you're talking about. All that. So that that's literally an hypnotic moment, but you're not touching the. The painful stuff so that, that's one way to smoothen out the, the negative experiences 
And then it gets to a point where people are like, wait, I don't feel the same anymore. It's like, it's, it's as if it's a thing of the past. There you go, breakthrough right there. That's kind of the engineering, how it works, it feels like, but it's, it's a, it, it takes a lot of skill. It feels like a natural conversation, but people need to change their life with just a conversation, just because you know the timing, the when, the what, and everything. So just to give, just to give some insights into um, um, what is like um, the kind of classical way, just logical, intellectual, symptom-based, direct, no, do this, no, do that, kind of, a, where various ver versus the subconscious um, uh, way that's like changes people. Uh, it, it, it gives um, uh, a new way in, uh, in subtle ways that make all difference. And they go show how, how really we think we're in control, but it's like the mind is like kind of a, it's a really, you know, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty challenging. It's like, it's very naive. The mind is like, believes anything. Uh, even skepticism, skepticism himself is still naive because we, we still, we still, it's a belief system to not buy into belief systems. So really just the human psyche is just very kind of, uh, I just, I don't know, it's just innocent in a way. So it's like even the negativity, negativity or even belief systems, symptoms like fears or skepticism, those themselves are a form of naivety because we believe in it because we think they're providing us. So in a way, just the, the, just the, human, the human experience is just kind of very, very interesting uh, on many levels, yeah. I created what, what's called the seven mindset pillars and it talks about our belief systems. And what it is, is we have, seven pillars in our in our in our in our system in our in our logical mind we have seven pillars we have ourself our spirituality whatever that may be you could be an atheist you don't have to have a specific religion but you do know what your belief systems are in your spirituality so self spirituality your romantic relationships your family your friends your career and your finances those are the seven most important aspects of every person's life, right? Now, some are higher, some are lower. It depends, but they're all, we create belief systems in each of those pillars, right? So as we're growing, as we're getting older, even in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, those belief systems are always changing. But we create those beliefs based on our experiences with our families, our peers, uh, our own experiences, right? If you have a traumatic or even a, a happy experience, those will shape your beliefs, right? And every action, every reaction, every decision, every the way that you act, the way that you behave, the choices that you make, all of those come down to the beliefs that you hold in those pillars. So if you grow up and you believe that you're unworthy of love, right? That's going to, you're going to make decisions based on the fact that you believe that you're unworthy of love. And it could be somebody just told you, nobody's ever going to love you. It, it could be as simple as that. Not simple. Cause obviously that shit hurts, but it could be as small as that. And now in your thirties, you're still single. You can't, you know, your relationships are doomed to fail. As soon as you get into them, you're calling in people who aren't good for you. That all comes down to that one situation, Right. And our belief systems will pick up on that. We don't realize that our 95% of our reality is based on our own mindset. It's based on our own mindset. And it, it's, it's an amazing illusion. 
it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like you could look at, so if, if I'm moving, right, if I'm moving, um, and I go and ask all of my friends, Hey, you know, I'm pizza and beer, come help me move or whatever it is. Right. And if none of them come, I can be upset, but that's on me. Right. If I turn around and I, you know, my friend is moving and says, Hey, Melissa, come and help me move. I'll be like, yeah, right on. I'll be there. Right. I, I got your back. I'll, I'll be there. I'll help. Right. I can't expect them to do the same thing. Because the way we think is different. The way that we act is different. Every person has a unique system that controls their, what they do, controls, you know, they, your mindset controls your entire life. And when it's got those beliefs in there that aren't good for you, that aren't yours, then they're going to impact your everyday, your everyday awareness. Yeah. And the fascinating thing about this is that it seems like Diego is like an expert at throwing the rock and adding the end. Now it's like, ha, didn't do anything, you know, it's like it's up and out there, didn't do anything, you know, that's kind of the ego likes to, 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 to operate, seems like. Um, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been observing, I've been very fast with like, okay, it's like, it's just, it just likes to rationalize a way to hide. I mean, just I was like with, um, basically with some friends you know and they want to start to go oh because she has upset me because she did this and all this complicated explanation why people upset you because this explanation because this is connected with some kind of mysterious explanation i was like i was hearing like okay details 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 they're just hurt they're your feelings that's it as simple as it is if people um it would be too simplistic to say if people could just take responsibility the world would be a better place, but let's just leave it there, right? <laughs> but, but you're so, right. We are responsible for ourselves. If I, if you say something right now that hurts my feelings, you're probably not doing it intentionally. It's, it's, I'm the one reacting. I'm having the emotional reaction because my brain is telling me that what you just said hurt my feelings, right? So let's take it because people were like, as I've, as I've heard, um, what I've realized is people don't do what the, the, kind of the, spot, the spot people seem to need help with the most is how do I even know I'm in denial? So it's like, uh, that's what I observe people like, okay, so, okay, great. Thank you for, for that. But how do I go from, from this to actually go into the root? So th this would be some examples. Okay. So realize that anything that is up and out there, it all comes down to some kind of mental setting. Okay, so, okay, so it was a stressful day. No, it wasn't a stressful day. It's because this morning I woke up and I expected that it would be, I saw the sun and then from the sun, okay, today is going to be a good day. Then it starts to rain. Oh, no, I'm stressed because the difference between the emotional reaction from this, the rain is conflicting with the previous expectation and this conflict is called, is called stress. Such thing never happened in reality in the first place. Um, or the people, uh, the, so, and this just applies to so many things, just this kind of conflict between what actually happens and uh, the, men, the, 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 the rigid, the rigid expression. That, that, that's how I like to define stress in a way. Uh, not so much, okay, stress is like, I don't know, breathe easily. Okay, that, that's kind of, that can help marginally, but it all comes down to some kind of rigid expectation or view that gets challenged by what actually happens. It all comes down to when people are like able to realize, oh, there you go. So, so what happened is not the problem. 
it's this rigid emotional emotionally charged kind of train that i was approaching life with that now got get stuck is like the ego perceives no something is interfering with my plans the ego's like no and it gets perceived as a, as a threat response but really not there's no, no such event you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like I, I, what i what i realized i overcome so many things healed so many things i'm like how do people believe like how do you how do they even perceive that it's like it's like what the, how did you perceive that someone upset you it's like so it's like oh it's like you know so it's like it feels it's like when one is like increasingly freer, it's like, how do you, you did you perceive that? It's like, it's kind of, kind of people like, what the, wake up. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of, a, uh, but it's just fascinating to just see. Uh, it's just, and also I'm very fascinated about the kind of human evolution to see how we went from, I don't know, just like, just, it just, we're thinking we're like, it's been so long we're on earth, but like when we compare it's like, that's it. And for most of the time, there were like primitive species, like, um, and it, then we came, you know, we think we have the old world, and uh, I don't know, just thing is kind of there. Kind of, we're like, I don't know, just some, somehow the human mind, the human, the human is like, I don't know, we're like out of balance or a like witch going places. We know, I don't know, just something with the human species kind of we interesting. <laughs> we're all a bunch fucked up. <laughs> Pardon my language. Um, so going back to dissociation as a unique gift, I think that people who have dissociation, dissociative issues or dissociative identity disorder, it is a unique gift. Now, obviously, it's not a gift all the time. Nothing is truly a gift all the time. Um, so there are absolutely stresses and struggles. But I think that there's a different way to connect to dissociative or dissociation and it's knowing that one it's a protection mechanism to honor each identity right we we all as individuals we have unique identities and our identity varies um when you embrace every aspect because we all have different aspects of our identity and i'm an identity expert so that is my that's my go-to is when we are, I, I can be volatile and vindictive. If somebody threatens my family, you know, I am going to go tooth and nail and I don't care who they are, or what they feel. I am in protect mode. I am like a mama bear. I will F your shit up quicker than you can blink. And I know that about myself and I love that about myself, but I control it, right? I control it. I know when it comes out, I know how to, how to handle it. So it doesn't take over my consciousness right? There are different aspects to each of us. There are the lovers, the fighters, the, but we all have those capabilities all within our identity. It's what makes us passionate. It was, it's what makes us unique individuals is knowing that we're all kind of interconnected in that way. For people who have dissociation, it's, it's almost like switching into a whole nother person when in reality, it is still you. Yes, or person, or just the, the, the disconnection, or whatever, uh, in whatever way they describe it, because people have many different descriptions for like, oh, disconnect or dissociation, whatever the, the, the description. But the, the, what I realized is it's about mastering. Because I mean, if we start to, people are like, okay, I want to get rid of it. It's like they're always like in this mode of get rid of this, get rid of that. It's like, you know, get rid of least uh, buckets, I don't know, just like a shopping, it's like, I get rid of this. It doesn't work that fast. Um, 
It's like, I want to get rid, I want to forget, you know, do you want to be a more unconscious? Like, you know, like, do you, it's like, because I get like, okay, you want to solve it, but people actually believe initially at least. And, and of course they start to ed educate themselves and everything, but it's like they're initially convinced I need to get rid of it. So technically means I want to, it's like inject a, a potion and I want to fall into the illusion state and go unconscious. Is, is that what you actually, it's like, do you want to, I don't know, be unconscious and sleep and all yeah so that um so i think that the, the, the overall problem is, is people are like it's like facing your own consciousness as it is raw so and then it's like somehow it's like what i realized is i've come to to the to this kind of sort of intuition that the when the soul is not um strong or mature enough it seems to be this kind of, I don't know, some universal principle in which we compensate with the mind. But actually when we go, it's like, we, it's not that people were healed, they are kind of, you know, whatever, this kind of superhero stuff. It's just, this, it's, this, it's the same human. It's just now your soul, is, your soul is stronger and mature and wiser. So even when at the same fear would kind of knock the door, it's like, what's up, you're doing all good, yeah. So there's no kind of emotional attachment to that. Whereas before, a fear was starting to snowball into the past, the future, this all this emotionally charged avalanche in a way. It's like, because we believe, okay, this, this negative, what's called negative, has some kind of benefit. And then we kind of struggle. It sounds weird, but we struggle to get the benefit at the end. It's like, oh, if I um, struggle and hang on, like, okay, I remember like in a self-help, self it's called self-help group, um, I can't let go of my ex so easily. I don't want to let go so easy. You know, because she might perceive that then I didn't love her. So the delusion is amazing, wonderful delusion. If I struggle a little bit, just a little bit, and I don't really am completely free, and like I keep struggling a little bit, then indirectly she's going to change her mind. How is that going to work? So but when you actually take this illusion and you bring them for what they are, like what the <laughs> not gonna happen wake up and that's when he starts we start to let go of the indirect remote benefit and as a result suffering is not is not appealing anymore it's like what's the suffering for is that that's it and then it's just all the metrics of delusion start to fall, fall apart like, oh that's it and kind of the human being is re reborn and they, they start to see more clearly so before they were like kind of trapped in this kind of thing there, like, oh, now it's like, okay, I can see this. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. They can see kind of, they can contain more options there in their consciousness in a way. So let's kind of observe kind of the, the evolution journey. The mind is definitely a very unique thing, uh, a very interesting thing. And, and I'm glad that you came on with me today because <laughs> you and I have quite the concepts of, of mental health and i wish pe more people understood how simple it can be to change your mind to change the way that you feel to change your emotional well-being i would say so sorry because uh, well, uh, because I, this could set up in their in people's mind like the idea that i need to change it and they will start to go and change it so actually what i realized and it's just just uh, what, what i observed is uh people are, seem to be much more motivated uh, when it's like they simply are presented them like okay this is the the, the, the illusion you're in do you still want that 
<laughs> and that's it. And so that I was, I, uh, so I, I was, I was, I was able to transform like, because I, um, um, I, sometimes you want people to change more than they won't change themselves in a way. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's, let's let go of that. And let's see what, okay, let's, okay. This is the delusion. What do you want to do with that? So that, that something seems to work to, to kind of work without pressure. Cause otherwise people are like, okay, so I need to change it. And they start to go down this rabbit hole of, what is the problem? Can I solve it? Where is it? Like is the, the lot, like the grocery list. Yeah. What is there? Yeah. Is there a root cause? Who is? And they start to go. No, no, no. This is not about doing. Okay, that go of this stuff because that would just be another, another rabbit hole. Just another thing, just with a with a different mask to it, which is the mask of now I'm going to solve. Actually, same shit. Just, uh, yeah. Uh, so what about let's reveal the illusion? Okay. Do you actually need to be unconscious of your own pain? Just because you're going to unconsciously convince your parents that they didn't love you enough. So indirectly, if you struggle and you, you're going to indirectly prove them that you're worth something, something on those lines. Do you need it? No. Okay. That's it. Done. Yep. So, <laughs> so kind of- the way I explain it to my clients, uh, because my, my coaching practice is a Phoenix identity. And I always tell people, I take you through a journey of a Phoenix. If you think of a Phoenix, the mythological Phoenix, right? When it no longer likes its life, it will burn it to the ground. It will literally turn itself to ash. And it Hmm. will reclaim the fact that it's a phoenix. It'll rebirth out of the ashes as a phoenix. And then it recreates its life all over again, right? But the way that it wants it. So what I do is I like how you said it's not changing because it isn't. People get overwhelmed when you think it's changing and that you have to make changes and you have to do this. It's not. What I like to do is get rid of everything else. We're, we're going to ignore absolutely everything else. I'm going to teach you how to be calm. I'm going to teach you how to you know calm your emotions so that you can be in a place of just being where you are. And then one, we're going to figure out who you are. What's your identity? What, what, do you, what matters to you? What do you like? What do you dislike? We're going to figure all that out. And then as those limiting beliefs, as those disillusions, disillusions, as they come in, we're going to go, nope, I don't want that one. Nope, I don't want that one. That one doesn't work for me. I don't need it anymore. That was my parents. I don't need that one. Right. And we're going to, we're going to, they're not going to bother you anymore because they're not yours. We're going to remove everything that's not yours and replace it with everything that is yours. We're just not going to let it in. Yes. Yeah. Then, then the question would be, what is yours? But that would just be for another topic. Yeah. Well, that's why you start with the identity, right? It's everybody, we all truly know what we want. We do. We have all the answers within ourselves, right? But we get so caught up and so disillusioned by everybody else's expectations, by expectations that we held because somebody else told us we needed to, right? Take men and women, right? Men are told that they, they're not allowed to be emotional. They're not allowed to show weakness. They're not allowed to cry because, you know, emotions are for sissies, which I think is full of, I think it's crap, right? And then you look at women who are told they have to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. They're not allowed to be independent. They're not allowed to work, right? These outdated ideals, right? We're not good enough. We're not beautiful unless we're a size four. And 
it's it's all crap but that's what gets into our heads because society like you said nave minds society has been able to in essence brainwash us to believe that it has to be a certain way and it doesn't right we eat we have our own answers hmm. i've fallen for the trap many times mm-hmm. what is amazing it's just amazing how beautifully well crap this is everywhere you know everywhere mm-hmm. Just to get, and then to get, there's always some kind of emotional link there. Get the approval. This like remote association of get approval. Then if you do it, then you'll get approval. If you do it, then you'll go, when you actually, I don't give a shit about this approval thing. You know I mean? Like I don't give, care if they validate me, if they don't validate me. So one starts to be also, the, the more one experiences things, the more like one is like, try to wonder, is that what I actually wanted? This breadcrumb of having this, special person tell me i'm okay you know so when you actually go and investigate and you look at in the face like okay what's this promised reward they they unconsciously prong with you know because if you're cool because if you wear this then you're going to be in a specific emotion social setting and you're going to be accepted what the fuck is it so when you just actually go at the benefit and you like refuse the benefits those struggling paths that lead to this positive world fall up. They are like as if they never existed at first. So that, that's kind of that's it. Okay, free. Yep, absolutely. That's like me being told, "Hey, you have to wear makeup, right?" I don't have to do shit. <laughs> I I started a talk show. I wear tank tops. I don't wear makeup. I don't care. I got my hair in the messy mom bun. I don't care. I don't give a shit because I'm showing up to share something that's more important and more valuable than me getting dollied up to please anybody else, right? I, I wanna share the hard topics. I wanna share the things that people need to be talking about to have health, happier, healthier lives that isn't social media bullshit that's just sitting there going, you have to be this and you have to be that and you all have to look like pretty little rainbows to get you know awareness and no <laughs> as i'm dropping my <laughs> no you don't need any of that so yeah i i completely agree so is there anything you would like to add before we get going i would say i would say to anyone who is serious about um journey mental health emotional being healing all this is it starts from the food you eat. There is follow people that are actually, they're focusing on, on actually providing value, which sounds so basic, but then you look at the fact, you actually look and it's like, they'll focus completely on everything else. How many followers you have? You have this pretty nice social media. I'm going to tell them what they want to hear. Like, I don't know, just if one is like, okay, what's the focus on? And I get that at first it might sound like a, a impact and the ego feels upset that it's hearing the truth of what is actually happening. But that, that's your internal compass. If something's upsetting you, there you go. So people seem to go towards what pleased them. Well, let me go and let me scroll through this shit of what actually feels nice and validating. But then five years later, I'm still in the same uh, place, you know? So what about, let's just face whatever it is. And 
it feels uncomfortable and even irritating a little bit. I mean, I'm when it comes off, I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, mm. but then that's what it is. So I was like, let's go, let's undo all this stuff and kind of matrix, matrixes, what if you want to call them, that, you know, they were initially trapped in. So we can actually reveal our amazingness if there's such a word. So that, that would be my final word. Fully um, choose people that are really um, where you can initially even feel even a little bit uncomfortable, upset. Great, great. That's a great sign. Um, so that's one. And that I really are focused on adding value instead of vanity metrics like, you know, views, followers, you know, these are more like uh, all that stuff there um, or whatever. Um, so I would say that's it. Um, there's, there's much, much more to it. Uh, this is just like literally just like, a, I don't know, just the first step of, a, of the Kilimanjaro. Uh, so I would say, I would say this is the first step, but I would say it's a pretty good step regardless. So that's it. I don't know if you were, were about to wrap up, but that's kind of a ending of it, I guess. Well, I agree. I think that you have to be ready. Uh, you have to be ready and willing to do the work. You have to be ready and willing to have an open mind to to see things in a different way, because that's really what what people like us do. We help you see things your way. We help you see things differently than society does. And it opens you up to more benefit, more health, more emotional health, you know, deep seated healing, because we all need a little bit of that and just giving that awareness. So thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciated it. Thank you, Melissa. Where are you so joining yeah, us from? from the, um, it's South, Southern Italy. Southern Italy. Southern, yes, Southern Italy. So it's pretty, it's pretty hot lately. It's pretty nice. Pretty, it's very kind of natural, very kind of wild in a way. Kind of the, the area is like very much, I like the kind of uh, rawness of it. I know, I'm, I'm trying to see this, but just can somehow it's like uh, I like the kind of the rawness of the nature and stuff. Yeah. So so yeah. So if people would like, I don't know if it's allowed to to talk to talk about my work a little bit, but people can follow my channel, YouTube channel. Uh, they can also book a call if they choose to. Uh, so yeah. So I think you're going to post the links down below. Uh, so uh, either way, thank you, Melissa, and uh, thank you. Good. Well, thank you. All right, just a family. This has been your episode today. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of myself or Joseph, you can do so. It, the links are in the description of this video. Absolutely. Please go check him out. Um, our sponsor today, Phoenix Identity for the Empowered Warrior Women's five-day challenge. The challenge is free. You can upgrade it for $25. Find out the five ways that you are giving away your power and how you can start taking your power back now and feeling in control of your life. That is going on uh, next week. So go and sign up today um, for that episode, for that challenge. All right. Uh, again, I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Please like, follow, share the show. If you would like to be a guest speaker on the show, or if you'd like to see a topic featured, we are always wanting to hear what you want to talk about. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.